Hello again. Yesterday in our class on wealth and poverty, I discussed the central role finance has played in making American corporations more efficient by encouraging efforts to cut wages, outsource abroad, replace workers with automated and digital equipment, bust unions, abandon cities, leave whole sections of the country devoid of good-paying jobs. Now, these moves have increased corporate profits and share prices and made the economy more efficient technically. The social costs have been huge, contributing to an angry working class ready to blame people of color and immigrants for what's occurred and to support a Republican Party slouching toward fascism. Among the biggest winners have been finance. In an annual letter to shareholders, J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon took aim at socialism, warning that socialism would be a disaster for our country as he put it, because it produces, in his words, stagnation, corruption, and often worse. Well, Diamond was at the helm when J.P. Morgan received a $25 billion socialist-like bailout in 2008, after it and other Wall Street banks almost tanked because of their reckless loans. Instead of letting the market punish the banks, which is what capitalism is supposed to do, the Obama administration bailed them out and eventually levied paltry fines that the banks treated as the cost of doing business. According to the Justice Department, J.P. Morgan acknowledged it had regularly and knowingly sold mortgages that should have never been sold. Now, presumably, this is where the stagnation, corruption, and often worse come in. Millions of Americans lost their homes, their savings, their jobs in that financial crisis, but neither Jamie Dimon nor any other top Wall Street executive was held accountable. Now, if this isn't socialism, what is it? America's five biggest banks, including Dimon's J.P. Morgan, now control almost half of all deposits, up from 12% in the early 1990s. Because of their size, Diamonds and other big Wall Street banks are now considered too big to fail, which translates into a hidden subsidy of some $83 billion a year. That's the total estimated discount that creditors and depositors are willing to give the banks whose solvency is effectively guaranteed by the government. More socialism for rich bankers. But Diamond and J.P. Morgan are doing their bit to make sure average Americans experience the full consequences of harsh capitalism. Although federal regulators waived overdraft fees for big banks when the economy took a dive in 2020, Diamond and J.P. Morgan refused to waive overdraft fees for big borrowers struggling to make ends meet amid pandemic lockdowns. Diamond and J.P. Morgan reaped $1.46 billion in overdraft fees, the most of any big bank. This year, uh, Jamie Dimon and uh, the Bank of America's Brian Moynihan both were awarded uh, 30, around $35 million by their banks in compensation packages. Dimon and Solomon, that is, 
David Solomon, Goldman Sachs, David Solomon, sorry, uh, uh, each got retention bonuses of some $50 million in addition. Well, uh, this is sort of more socialism for rich bankers, folks. If Diamond were serious about the problem of widening inequality. And he talks about this. He's a, he's a major funder of the Democratic Party. He's warned that income inequality is dividing America. He laments that a big chunk of Americans have been left behind. If he were serious, presumably he'd use his lobbying prowess to help raise the federal minimum wage or make it easier for workers to unionize. He'd raise taxes on the super wealthy like himself. But Diamond really isn't concerned about widening inequality. He's not really concerned about socialism either. His real worry is that one day America might end the type of socialism he and other denizens of Wall Street depend on. Bailouts, regulatory loopholes, subsidies, and tax breaks.